Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Progressive and a Libertarian Walking to a Bar. I'm Sean Osborne. Journey S. What's been happening, Fern? You drink anything good this this week? Any more Claremont um, uh, craft ales? Yeah, I've been I've been I've been drinking that pretty regularly. I've also been able to purchase um, a 24 pack at Costco of uh, one of my favorite beers from just a local brewery that I really enjoyed. Uh, you can probably guess all the way down from San Diego. You can probably guess and, uh, it really is most popular Stone Stone Brewing. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, they had a good deal. Um, a lot of their good, more recent beers. It's a, it's a little bit on the IHOP side, but you know what? Oh, I'm sorry, IHOP. <laughs> a little on the, on the IPA side. I, I combined I, IPA and hop to IHOP. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the beers are a little bit hoppy. Uh, they need yeah, oh yeah, and yeah, bitter. My, like, uh, yeah, they, they need that more pancakes and syrup like pancakes that I have. But... <laughs> yeah, they're a little bit happy, but I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm sure. So, yep. Oh yeah, yeah. More beers, man. Tennessee local. Yeah, it's nice. Local How about you? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm still nursing on my uh, barrel aged stuff, so you know, I'm uh, I'm having a bastard in the rye by stone. So nice. that was the first uh, bourbon barrel aged beer I'd ever had, and mm-hmm. these things are just glorious. So mm-hmm. it's funny you pick stone too. You know, yeah, you gotta gotta love stone. You can't go wrong with them. No, I mean their their worst beer is better than some places beer. You know, I mean, like like for me, I'm not a huge sour fan, but I would drink a Stone Sour. They're good. They're really good. the The local yeah. Vesa is really good. It's one of the better sours. I don't know it's if really I've had them. The one, the one thing. Oh, well, yeah. Which one did you say? Coco Vesa. The lo- local Vesa. Oh, okay. I remember. I didn't. I didn't do the one with the chili pepper in it. That, that's that's a little past my that's a little past uh past where I'm willing to go in life. <laughs> yeah. That uh, there's a sculpin I remember trying out a long time ago from Ballast Point. Yeah. It had some habanero in it. I, it changed my life. <laughs> Not for the better, right? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I mean, that barely killed yesterday. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh good times, good times. <laughs> If uh, if uh, if anybody's interested in trying out the habaneros with with the sculpin beer from um, uh, Ballast Point with a habanero, and it's I I, I I encourage you to do it. It's definitely an experience for me when I drank it. I remember feeling and thinking that like you know like this is this is really spicy. Like I feel like I need to get a tortilla chip and, and dip it in this beer because it feels like like it's salsa. That's exactly. But um, it was also way too hot, but I am cheap and not and very, very stubborn. So I drank the whole thing and I paid for it. So, so. <laughs> dearly. Yeah, dearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, live and learn, though. Live and learn. Live and learn, man. Live and learn. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a little break here and come back with uh, one of our many topics. All right. Thanks for listening to a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. Please rate, review, and share it. You know, whether you like it or not, ratings and reviews are great. The more people that see it, you help us out. Um, Also, if you'd like to contact us, I am at Mad Sean Osborne on Twitter. 
Uh, the Facebook page is a Progressive and a Libertarian Walk Into a Bar. And on Twitter, it is PNL Podcast. Now, back to the show. It's time to bring you home. All right, we're back. So what's our uh, first topic going to be tonight, tonight, Fern? Wouldn't have anything to do with an election or something, would it? Not yet, not quite yet. So uh, I have a, there are there are four topics I kind of want to touch on real quick. I think they're all interrelated one way or the other. So we're gonna to try to uh, quickly. We have a lot. Of, we have we have a lot of, lot of things to talk about. With a short amount of time. So first thing, vaccines. Uh, now, um, as of this week, in fact today, today the FDA finally under threat from Trump. Actually, the FDA head was threatened by Trump. You better fucking approve this shit, or you're gonna to have to submit your resignation. Is basically what he said, uh, and so the FDA has not approved use of Pfizer's vaccine with 95 percent efficacy. 75. Uh, so 95. Oh, 95. 95. Excuse me if I misspoke. Uh, no problem. So if uh, within the next few days, millions of Americans will start to be able to get the medication, the, the vaccine, something like I heard 580,000 of doses will be available in the LA County area within the next few days. Uh, so, what about the Moderna uh, one? Uh, I'm not sure when that's going to be available. And there's, I heard this morning there was another one by a different company that I, I don't think they were able to achieve the desired minimum level of efficacy, uh-huh. uh, which means that they have to go back to the dorm. Uh-huh. So, and and this is actually a really good, really good time to talk about what the um, what the F, uh, what the White House's operational more speed plan was. So. There are three different types of technologies or three different ways that uh, vaccines can be developed. And for each one of these different technologies or ways to develop these vaccines, there are two separate companies that are involved in producing vaccines with the goal of, I think it's minimum of 65% efficacy. So that way, if one company failed, then the other company would be able to hopefully make up for that. So Pfizer is one of them. Um, all these six companies uh, are involved in this government program. But only Pfizer decided not to take government money. Um, and they decided, or apparently they decided to do that, not take government money, so in order to avoid political influence or the appearance of political influence. Mm-hmm. So I think a couple episodes ago, we were talking about which companies were taking money or whether Pfizer was not taking money. And Pfizer happens to be the only one of these six companies that isn't taking the billions of dollars that the government offered to pay them to be able to take uh, on. Uh, like the the trials and uh, the costs of the distribution and creation of these millions and millions of doses, which would which no company would be able to do on their own. So um, that's one thing. And now, um, so as of today, now Canada has approved it. The the UK has approved the use of the medication. They have started giving the medications out to the general public. I'm sorry, to senior citizens as of this past week. I'm not sure when Canada will begin, and now the U.S. is on its way. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, great. I mean, like uh, one way that I've heard it described is that this is now the beginning of the end of the pandemic. How long that actual end will take, and before we actually reach the end of the pandemic, that will be um, uh, that, that will be the story to tell in 2021. Uh-huh. Um, but. The main reason why I want to talk about it, aside from the fact that it is a glimmer of hope for all of us that have been dodging and weaving and trying to avoid COVID at every twist and turn, 
is um, I want to talk about the different conspiracy theories that have been revolving around vaccines. From the injection of a microchip that'll do, um, I, I don't know what, to the possibility that the um, vaccine will change your DNA. Yeah, I think Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said something about that. What did you say? I don't know. I, I, fuck, I, I did. I, I'll be honest. I didn't read it. I was like, I, I, I go. At last I checked. I don't. I don't think that's his job. So I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I'm not just a. I'm not going to read it just because you know a Kennedy said something. So can we can we agree that um, these these conspiracy theories just do not. Well, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't, I would say anybody that's pretending they know what what's going on is 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 misleading people. Because now I have heard, you know, even the UK put out something that said that there are adverse effects for some people. Oh, but that, that's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about. Okay, that. okay. So totally as long as we're not talking about that, okay. So yeah, if we're just talking about like conspiracy theories, I mean, there's a lot of stuff people are saying. You know, I mean, and you know. We, we you, you and I are both have both in the past been um, critical of you know uh, big pharma. You know, I, I think you've been a little bit more on the side. You you want more government regulation and more government over overlook of it. And I I like the idea of letting people try things out if they're willing, like what's going on now. Anybody that's really willing to take the va- vaccine and, and uh, you know be brave enough to do that, that that's fine with me. I personally don't want to run right out and do it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's new and there, there can be other kind of side effects of things. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shame somebody for, for wanting to go get the, get the vaccine, uh, or not running, wanting to run out and get the vaccine. So I think that that's, a, that's mm-hmm. kind of an issue, but you know, like you said, you're talking about the, uh, the, um, conspiracies of it. Right. 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 And, and it's bizarre, but it also shouldn't be surprising with all the the anti-vax movement or the community of anti-vax anti-vaxxers that live on or that say I communicate through Facebook. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of people that have already been talking about the, that this vaccine and how fucked up it is, how long it is, how harmful it is, how it's full of chemicals, how it can hurt you, how it can hurt babies, how it can cause who knows what. I'm sure there there are plenty of people already doing that. But uh, we can talk about um, with more evidence, so with, with more concrete evidence, is just like you pointed out, the, the, the very real possibility that those that do take it may have adverse reactions, whether it's allergic reactions or other reactions. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, in the UK and here in the US, they're already warning about that. Like if you have, if you're prone to extreme allergies, that's probably a good idea to wait on taking this vaccine because you just don't know how your body will react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and also again, just to make sure that everybody knows um, about this vaccine, just real quick, it's, it's absolutely voluntary. Nobody's going to force you to take it. There isn't any, um, I don't think there is a, a mechanism that exists today. And I, mean, I think it, it was very difficult to create a, a mechanism where the government or any sort of um, government with federal, local, state would force you, like literally, like force you, like drive your ass to military base to be uh, vaccinated. I don't think that exists. 
I'm, I'm pleased to hear you say that. We agree. They shouldn't be able to force. Like I said, I, I like the fact that people are going to going to go out there and do it if that's that's what they want to do. You know, and, and, and so that that's nice. Now, I, 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 I like we're on the same page there. No, no mandatory shit. Now, in the end, though, to reach herd immunity, herd immunity, we need to have between 70 to 80. I've heard of numbers as high as 90% of the population um, immunized, inoculated, vaccinated against this specifically to, to, in order to, be, to truly, truly be safe from future outbreaks at this level. <laughs> now, um, now um, one of the things that can happen when somebody does get the vaccine is just a typical reaction that people have to vaccines. Um, they feel sluggish, feverish, they might have some of the symptoms associated with the flu, with, with COVID-19, but that is just a normal sign of your body's immune system reacting <laughs> and working towards building the antibodies that uh, that the vaccine is supposed to make uh, make you make your body do. So um, um, we don't know what all the what all the consequences, side effects, or, or other adverse effects may be. But as of right now, I believe that it should be safe. Now, like like you said, it's everybody's personal choice to take it. Um, but right now, I'm going to say, like I said before, that I as soon as I can, I'm going to sign up and I'm going to. I'm going to take it. I'm going to make sure that I get protected by taking my first dose and my second dose and hopefully live the rest of my life without ever catching COVID-19. Indeed. Hopefully. That's what I'm going to do. And, and I, once I, I take it, I will, and, and I can experience it for myself. I will be promoting it, promoting it for others, for others to take it as well, because uh, we need to protect each other. And if we don't reach herd immunity, we're just um, asking for this thing to be a regular uh, epidemic. A regular pandemic. Well, uh, herd, herd, herd immunity also would have something to do with the number of people that have already caught it, too, right? Mm, I mean, that. Are you talking about the number of people that are immune indefinitely? Yeah, yeah, they've either had it or, you know, so there's, there's a fairly significant portion of the population that's had it that didn't, didn't die from it. So I think that would add to but, that. Yeah. But that depends on the idea that once you've had it, you're immune forever. Yeah. But well, I'm sure they'd be immune for at least a short period of time. And if they're vaccinating, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, at the very least, there's that. There's a lot of the fucking lot of yeah, people but, with it. And, you know, Christmas ain't even passed yet. So. But um, I, you know, I'm sure you've heard of people that have uh, caught COVID-19. I've heard of about three cases of it where people said they caught it again. I'm, and that, uh, but I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more. Well, I, all the all and all of them, they weren't sure if the person totally got rid of it. So yeah, I mean, but the, so basically, we don't. Yeah. Know. So yeah. So yeah. So that's that's kind of up in the air. There was a conspiracy theory, uh, a future conspiracy theory. Uh, one lady was talking about a future. Yes, that she's afraid because right. right. um, I can't remember the name of the fallacy. The uh, uh, the the. This became this came first and that came next, so that means that was the cause of that. You know, A to B uh-huh. equals A. That a lot of people in the nursing homes are going to get it and they're going to die anyway from one thing or another. And people are going to, you know, assume that the that the vaccine killed their grandma automatically because mm-hmm. they got that. And I mean, there's going to be people that that's going to happen regardless. You know, and just like any any vaccine, yeah. there there might be an adverse effect. 
uh, effect and it might kill somebody. But the fact that there's going to be extra of that probably because they're elderly people who are, you know, you know, standing on a banana peel next to their grave, you know, you know, the, if they die, it doesn't necessarily mean it's that. So it'd be nice if we could get real honest reporting on things. Uh, that would be wonderful. Well, you're going to have, alongside the, the senior citizens, you're also going to have um, first responders, people, uh, medical medical in the front line uh-huh. that are also going to be vaccinated. So you'll get to see that the effect on a, you know, wide and in a population that has uh, ages that are wide ranging, mm-hmm. that are in levels of health, and they'll, a lot of them are going to get infected. They're getting infected now, so we'll see how they respond. I saw that the vaccine and to catching COVID. I saw that the uh, Department of Veteran Affairs is going to give the vaccine to uh, minority uh, veterans first, like uh, Latinos and Blacks first. Uh, because of the difference in um, uh, the death rate and because of, you know, the the number of people that have had it. And I wonder what you thought about that, because I don't know that when the military does something like that in particular, well, normally, you know, I mean, just in general, I don't like when things are done because of race. I'd rather seen done for, you know, economic reasons. Poor people are more likely to get it than necessarily because of race. But even then, I think to myself, I think Tuskegee, you know, uh, and those kind of things make me nervous. You know, I'm sure somebody's going to come up with some kind of theory about that, but yeah, to me, uh, when they pick things like that, that kind of seems odd. Um, I would, I would check on the validity of that. I know California, uh, the state of California has also like talked about flirted with the idea of, uh, making sure that um, at-risk populations such as Latinos and other people of color uh, have access. To oh, yeah, they absolutely should. If they, if, they, if they want the vaccine, they definitely should have access to it. No, no, no. Uh, no, no what, I'm, what I'm saying is provide access to them first. So, like, leave other, let's say, ethnic or racial groups. Uh, get well, I think that would go. I think that would go just as much towards geographic areas. That, I mean, you got to send it to places where people are at. So, I mean, they have to diversify. They can't send it all to one place. So, yeah, I, th- I think it should be divided up well. I mean, that would be great. Well, um, the, the, what I'm saying is that um, the state of California has there's there's talk of that, but there hasn't been a decision at at least at California state level. So, I doubt that the Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, Trump's Department of Veterans Affairs uh-huh. would let anything like that happen. Uh-huh. Uh, let brown people get the vaccine first. I I doubt that. Uh-huh. So um, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure how how true that yeah. is. Now I I do like the idea that if this medication is as this vaccine is as safe and as, as efficacious as it's promoted to be, then the people that are more at risk should get access to it. And that does break down by race. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I can see that. Like if they need to send it to an area where it's, where it's a hotter spot, I mean, that would seem to make sense. Whether you know, no, I, I'm talking about, no, I'm, I'm saying minorities. I'm saying minorities. Yeah. But I mean that, that, that minorities tend to be in poorer areas. So, I mean, that, that's pretty easy to narrow down. Yes, but I'm saying specifically, not by geographic area or by um, 
I mean, you know, some people, some people don't, don't look like the, the race that they, uh, that they associate with, you know, some people pass, you know, so how are you going to be able to tell what race somebody is? We asked them to self. <laughs> well, if I wanted the if I wanted the vaccine really bad, man, I could self-identify as something as a scared motherfucker. And get the get the if vaccine. You're, if, you're, if you're if you're willing to do that, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, so what's up with this medicine that uh, Giuliani's on that get, that's making him feel so good and everything that I was hearing about today? And the oh, Trump, I, I you know, I haven't, I haven't heard because I'm wondering that because they're saying something they were talking about it on ABC today that this medicine, you know, I'm wondering if it's if it's something that had been around. I mean, as they talked about it, they said they have to keep you in the hospital because you know they have to watch your heart and stuff while they're on it. But it really helps people with mm-hmm. COVID. And I thought, well, if I mean that's the case, why aren't they giving more of it to people? And if it's like an expense kind of thing. I wonder how long this medicine's been around and if they've been, you know, extending the patents on it and stuff. Because that's one of the things the libertarians talked a lot about was, uh, you know, how, how companies are holding their patents in a, uh, in a shady kind of way so they can artificially keep the price of medicine high. And I was wondering if that was what was up with this. Because it seems like if they had this medicine already in the last, you know, eight, nine, ten months, they could have been making the hell out of that and helped keep stuff from getting to the point it's at now too so i'm wondering about that so is the same medication that trump had? yeah i think trump i know giuliani's on it but i, I think i heard trump was on it too it was one of the things that he had mm. and it's i, I don't know yeah so that might be something for you might want to look into because I, I know that would be right up your alley <laughs> so so he was treated with remdesivir and dexamethasone. Now, rem, remdesivir is available pretty, pretty. It's it's in limited supplies, and every state, every county has to decide how they're going to build it out because they are very limited. Uh-huh. Um, but it, but it isn't it isn't new. Is there a reason why it should like after this long? I mean, if they could make a, if they could manufacture a whole vaccine, why they couldn't do that first? You know what I mean? They say- remdesivir. I mean it. As far as I know, remdesivir isn't like a, a, a silver bullet. It helps uh, reduce hospital stays, but it doesn't uh-huh. really, like cure you or or, or make make. Um, it doesn't and it doesn't help out like all populations. It helps uh-huh. certain populations, uh, and I think age groups or health levels. But dexamethasone, I think that's the one. I'm not. That's uh, I think that's the um, the steroid. Uh-huh. Maybe that's the one that you're thinking. Yeah, about. I don't know. I, I I thought it began with a G, but I I, I you know I don't know I don't know what it was. I'm terrible with all those medical names. Oh, here, here you go. Dexamethasone is a tried and tested steroid that saves lives by calming the immune system, but it needs to be used at the right time. It's not a drug normally given as in a mild stage of coronavirus. Ah, okay. And the remdesivir is an experimental drug. Um. There is no evidence that lives have been saved with this specific drug. Huh. Are you talking about Gilead? Yeah, maybe that. No, that's a that's a company, right? That's the company. Yeah, and then yeah, no, they didn't say the name of the company. Uh, they didn't say the name of the company when they talked about it. But now, well, fuck, maybe oh, they did. Yeah. That's all I caught. So I don't know. So okay, okay. I wouldn't. I wanted to bring up one last point, at least from my point of view, on yeah. on the on the on the vaccine thing. You know. Uh, isn't it wonderful what the free market did without government help that they made this 
made this thing. In terms of what, what is like how, how how you know they didn't take any government money and they were still able to make this happen, uh, and they did it in a way that you know corporations are usually demonized for things you know, and I don't know man it's funny because you know when you know some some of my progressive friends not not necessarily you but you know like they 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 swear by like things by the FDA and stuff like that and you know libertarians have always wanted to make it easier for them to make something like this available for those who wish to try it out and take it. Uh, that's always been our wish, you know, not for it to be mandatory and for them to be able to make uh, these, these uh, uh, leaps forward like this, you know, if it would have been for the pandemic, we might not have had the FDA ever allow something like this on that, on that sense and let people try it out. Now where I don't like it is when they push things that sucks when they push things like, you know, through doctors and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, I, I like it the fact that you know a, a, a corporation stepped up and made it happen. Didn't do it with with government money, and that's great. I think it's wonderful. Although, I, like I said, I won't be the but first to take it. But let's, but let's be clear. Let's be clear about it, though. I mean, um, Pfizer is a huge corporation. That's why they were able to bankroll this themselves without government money. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so. So that's 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 the first thing. It's not that they did it because um, they had. That's capitalism they, made that. Well, but uh, so, but they're unique in this. And and mind you, they're not just doing it for um, to help out humanity. They're also doing it because there's a lot of money. To yeah, there is. Being this corporation. Yeah, and look what they made happen. Now, now, but. There are other, and they took a gamble, and it worked out for them <laughs> so far. Now, the, what the government did is essentially tell these other five companies, aside from Pfizer, five companies, that like we, we, the government, who are funded by American taxpayer dollars, are willing to bankroll the immense cost of you going through all these experiments and uh, producing these millions of doses before they eat, before you even know if they're going to work uh-huh. because this is a global health emergency. And we, the American people, are going to pay you to be able to get this going because you're either a small company and aren't able to do this yourself or you don't have the capital to do it or you don't want to risk putting in the kind of money that this endeavor uh, would take, mm-hmm. right? So it's you, it's your money and my money that's making this happen. Outside of Pfizer, there are five other companies that are taking your money yes. and my money right. And they now. weren't as successful. Happen. And they are going to benefit. And they weren't as successful. No, no, they're not. No, well, I mean, I, I don't think we can judge success by the fact that Pfizer did it first. I think, uh, let's say, in the within the next few weeks, we're going to hear from the other companies, um, and they are probably going to have very um, high efficacy. Um, vaccinations and that'll be available later in the year and I think the fact that like let's say by the fall of 2021 you and I will be able to just go anywhere and just get vaccinated and we will choose which vaccine you want to take uh-huh. and I think in the end that's what we do want because even if um, it's like five or maybe four vaccines that work all together that means that whatever whatever um, if the markets are flooded or the countries are flooded with vaccines that means that eventually the entire world people will be vaccinated uh-huh. and we'll be able to end this pandemic correctly through government funding. Uh-huh. Now, um, <laughs> now, 
the very fact that you don't feel safe taking this medication, this vaccine, just also speaks to the level of trust that we should all have towards corporations. But we should also have that choice. Like you're ta- you're taking the choice to do right. something that no, I find. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm saying, but it's the same level of distress that you have. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a healthy level of distress of any corporation. Yeah. Because you know you know very well that corporations, especially people. during these crazy people. times, will take advantage of people. Well, no, pe- people, people run corporations people. and people run governments. Yeah. And people are fucked up right. sometimes. So, yeah, I do. So, yeah, I, yeah. I would rather, like I said, I'm not in a huge hurry. I, I, I'm not going to be in the first one out there. I, you know, you can wait, see which one of them works best and get the one that works best. You know, I'm not, I'm not in a fucking hurry. But, I'm an introvert, man. I'll be at home chilling out playing guitar. But during, during this pandemic, you've, you've seen and heard of the different companies that were selling fake test kits, fake cures, all these different ways to prevent people from getting COVID, all this bullshit. And there were yeah, Alex Jones had toothpaste and capital. Entrepreneurs. Right? Right, Co- corporations <laughs> that are lying through their fucking teeth, dude. So corporations are gonna take advantage of people, take advantage of the government, yeah. take advantage of us, take advantage of you. Yeah, so we should all distrust corporations. I distrust everything, man. I, I let the evidence come out. Like I said, I'm not in a hurry. Because, and we should distrust these corporations and the government. Motivated and the government. We should be distrustful of corporations because they are driven by. Profit and, and government wants power. Okay, so, we can we can all agree. Yeah, there. so let's go to the on, on all, on all yeah. All right, so let's go to uh, let's let's take a break and go come back with our next segment. Thanks for listening to a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar network. If this is your first time listening, know that we have three podcasts. We have the flagship, a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar, where my friend Fernie Sanders and I get together, drink beer, and talk politics. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't, but we always drink beer. We also have the Liberty Blues which is a podcast I do with some of my friends back in Indiana. I'm out in Los Angeles, and we talk about politics from a libertarian standpoint from a couple of different states' points of view. And the newest podcast on our network is Libertarian Los Angeles. That'll be me by myself with uh, some interviews, short little podcasts about what's going on just in general in the Los Angeles area. So if you'd like to contact us, if you email us at pnl podcast at gmail um, on twitter it's at our liberty blues for the liberty blues podcast and at pnl podcast for a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar and on facebook a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar for all of them and in particular if you'd like to talk shit to me at mad sean osborne that's s-h-a-w-n-o-s B-O-R-N-E. And also, if you are into um, political style music, protest uh, music with a libertarian theme, please check me out wherever you listen to music, and please share it, listen often, and spread the word with music. Now back to the show. Oh, there, oh, there. 
All right, welcome back. So we're going to talk about uh, uh, Trump's uh, uh, hail marys to try to save the ele- himself from his his fate. So yeah, yeah. and those are just a quick bullet points. So as of today and within the last week, the Supreme Court uh, essentially rejected two of Trump's motions. Yeah, that, that yeah that that and, just happened later today too, right? Yeah, yeah, and so. It's done. It's done. His, his chances of of trying to overturn, trying to take the people's um, will away, like the people's mandate, essentially. Anyway, so Trump's pretty much out. Um, President-elect uh, Joe Biden will become president January twentieth, and that's fucking great. Now, um, that wouldn't we'll go that far, Jesus. It, it is, dude. It it, it is. Like, we actually have scientists that are going to be in charge of the pandemic response. We got, we got, we got somebody from, we got somebody from Raytheon going to be fucking, uh, the defense, uh, defense, whatever the, the civilian defense thing. You're talking about the current administration. No, 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 no. The guy, uh, Biden's, uh, hiring, tapping for it. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a Raytheon. Yeah. He, he worked for uh, defense contractors. I can't think of his name right offhand. Uh, yeah. He just pointed the African-American guy. He's, uh, for he's taking over Mattis's old spot, whatever he was. Lloyd Austin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 yeah he's a, he's a Raytheon guy. See, that's that's not good. You can't say it's great that Biden's there with that there. You know, that's that's people profiting off of death. So he was involved with Raytheon for the one during the four years that he left the uh, ministry. I'm sorry, the military. It, 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 anything with them is too bad for me. Too much for me. Fuck and that. I don't know enough about him to say that that's, I mean, yeah, anybody that's a former lobbyist for any sense, somebody shouldn't be in charge of yeah. um, the very branch of government that's going to be. Yeah. yeah. So I, I agree. I agree with that. All right, cool. But, so back to Trump. But, but Biden is still going to be a thousand times better than the idiot that we, <laughs> that we have for the next 50 days. Um, and I mean, we could also talk about. Okay, so let me let me get to one more. Yeah, yeah, let's not get off topic. Let's just get so to election stuff. Had, had Biden had Biden not been the the candidate, I think it would have been hard for let's say somebody like Bernie, who is an avowed socialist, who hates um, the greed with which capitalism operates freely and legally under the current government and under past um, president. Um, the way the amount of votes that Trump got, I think it's very, very, very possible that uh, Bernie would have lost under the kind of uh, negative publicity that Fox News and other media, conservative media outlets, um, put out, and also with the level of fervor that the, the Trump team, the Trump people, the Trump supporters have. Uh, against uh, anything that might be called communistic or socialistic. So like the idea, my idea is that um, had Bernie uh, ran as a candidate for the Democratic Party, I think it would have been a lot harder. Uh, we all thought that Trump's response to the pandemic was, was shitty. Um, the way he's acted uh, for the last four years has been um, moronic, dictatorial, authoritarian. So 
and he still got like seventy plus million votes. So it's very, I think I think it's almost it's it's difficult to say that Bernie would have been able to fare better than Biden in that regard. Now, that takes me to my next point about Ricky Dale Arrington Jr. Uh-huh. I remember from Arkansas. Yes. Who, who ran against Tom Cotton. Yes. And I remember we had a conversation a while ago about like, well, shouldn't the Democrats support the um, somebody that's running against a Republican, a, a, a very disliked Republican? Now, it would have been uh, very difficult for Ricky Dale Harrington to have won in, in against incumbents and in a, con- in a in a state that was very very red. Well, yes. However, the the more I've thought about it, uh, the more I was thinking like, you know what? Um, maybe we can go by the premise of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And I think as a progressive, I would have supported Ricky Dale Harrington. Uh, maybe not because they support his values or, or his, his ideologies or the way he thinks about many other topics that I don't agree with him on, um, simply because he was running against Tom Cotton. I think I would have supported him. And I hope that in the same token, simply, and I'm doing this because I don't like Tom Cotton. I don't like the GOP. I don't like what <laughs> No, I don't like Tom what, Cotton either. What, what they've shown, what the GOP has shown themselves to be, especially within the last, four weeks uh, to be a truly, truly authoritarian party. Um, so had, I think I would support Ricky Dale Harrington simply because the idea of having another Republican stay in power, um, even though it's, even though it was a, a fight that was uh, maybe, but didn't have very good odds for, for the opposing party or the opposing party. I think that that would have been, that would have been the right move for, um, Maybe not Democrats because you know the Democratic Party has a whole funding system, and they have donors that they have to pay attention to. But as progressives, I think it would have been a good idea to back Ricky Dale Harrington. We do agree on and, a lot of things. And but the main reason why I or the second main reason why I would have support, let my support to Ricky Dale Harrington is also in the hope that libertarians in this election and in the future can also see how terrible the GOP is and would have lent their support to the Democrats in order to keep idiots uh, and future uh, GOP idiots, Trump-like idiots, away from the White House? I would say in some cases, I think they do do that, Um, especially if there's no libertarian on the ticket. Now, if there's a libertarian on the ticket, they're probably going to vote libertarian. Just like if there were to be a progressive in Arkansas, you were to vote for them, even if they weren't going to win, you know, just, just because, um, you know, for, for that, you know, to grow the party there, you know, the fact that there was not a Democrat running against them and it was just a, you know, that's, that, that's a perfect example of, you know, if you want to look at it, that the enemy of my enemy is my friend, uh, because there, you know, you didn't have anybody there to, to take any of your positions. Like, uh, for example, I believe, uh, I, w- I was I was pretty happy to hear that the new prosecutor is a, is a uh, here in Los Angeles is a progressive, because on criminal justice reform we, we get along really well on those things. So I think that I, I have no problem with the progressive in there. You know he wants to get, he's going to get rid of the cash bail stuff. You know he's he's like he's going to step in and do a lot of the things that should be done. So I'm kind of I'm kind of happy about that. Right, right, and and in the end, 
I think our votes have to be pragmatic. We have to be able to support the candidates that not only uh, uphold the values, represent the, the ideals that we have, and at the same time, also will we are also voting against things that we don't like. It's a, it's like mm-hmm. it's like like if you remember like during the 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 campaign, Bernie was doing really really well across different states, and wasn't, there wasn't stop, anything stopping him. Biden seemed like he was um, uh, way back. If you look at rearview mirror, he was way back behind everybody else. And then we hit the south. He all of a sudden surged like a motherfucker, and that mm-hmm. was a result. I, I believe, and I'm sure other people have said. I'm not the first one to say it. That there were a lot of people that looked at Biden and thought, "Look, we like Bernie. We want Bernie to win, but who can actually win this race?" And they looked at Biden, and he became the pragmatic, the reasonable, the logical choice to be able to beat Trump in this election. Well, yeah, he appealed to more of those war. I mean, he, you know, he appealed to those he appealed to those Republicans who who like Raytheon, too. What I mean, yes, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, I'm. Huh? The Republicans that like Raytheon is that what is that what you said? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those those, those folks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he appealed to them too. So what do you mean? I don't know. Biden's the best example of that, but yeah. I mean, I see where you're coming from. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether Republicans who like Raytheon because because I mean that's who that's who he picked. And, you know, that's going to be a big part of our foreign policy. That's that. I mean, shit, man, that's scary. Um, and that's I'm not, not sure that, that's very far from progressive thought. No, he he picked. So Biden appealed to middle of the road Democrats. He appealed to Republicans that could look at their party and still follow whatever, whatever the ideology happened to be for them, but hated the idea that we would have four more years of an idiot like Trump. Yeah, so that's those are the people that, and because they didn't have any idea that they were going to pick a Raytheon lobbyist. Yeah. So, but um, in the future, I do hope that the returns can well uh, the, not said, vote for for candidates that are not going to win, and instead vote for. Democrats well, I mean, you you, you do have to going against the Republican. You do understand that if if you're going to build something, you have to you have to vote for those. Otherwise, you just surrender it. You surrender your values at that point, right? But and at the same time, you're voting for your values, and you're going to be living in a country that is essentially slowly and surely. Well, shit. you know, if it, if it makes you if it makes you feel better, I mean, you know, uh, I sent you a great article from Reason talking about the Freedom Caucus not being much about freedom these days because so many of them supported, you know, this, uh, you know, Trump's attempt to try to get the Supreme Court to do something about this election. Which is complete nuts. Now, Thomas Massey, I noticed he wasn't on the list. Mar- uh, uh, um, Lee from uh, Utah, he wasn't on the list of people who did. But there was a lot that did. And those are the very people, you know, because he started that caucus along with Ron Paul, I think, for uh, in the Republican Party. Back when, you know, some libertarians thought that that was a way to get noticed and voted on. You know, but those same people, the, the Freedom Caucus, are the ones who wanted to have you know, Justin Amash kicked out of the GOP and he left of his own accord and came where he should have been to start off with. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of libertarians have seen that, that, you know, I mean, I, I've heard it before all this that I, I saw him talking saying that, nah, you know, some people thought that, you know, the Republican party was the place where we could get this 
you know, these small government kind of minded people and things like that and conservative uh, responsible people with money, but it's obvious they're, they're, they're the Republican party is none of those things. You know, they're not constitutional, you know, that, you know, Mitch McConnell knows about as much as the constitution as I do about astrophysics. Yeah. You know, but I also wanted to be hundred. I wanted to be hundred percent clear that the GOP is aiding and abetting and the overturning of an election. That's exactly what they're involved with. And that's a perfectly authoritarian. This is exactly what libertarians Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and the, there, there shouldn't be any any doubt anymore about the, what the GOP is and how vastly different they are in their actions. I've always, said, I've always said that they were Democrats. I've always said that they're authoritarian. So now we can't use that label when it comes to Democrats. I'll still use it because you guys are authoritarians in different ways. Dude, you just you dude, just don't you just don't look, see it as just, authoritarian. Just 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 look at what the GOP has done in the last four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. I agree. And 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 there is nothing that the Democrats have done in the last fifty years that's anywhere near as close as to what the GOP. So you don't so you, so so you think that Trump saying that he has evidence that there was tampering. Is different somehow than um, Adam Schiff saying that he had a smoking gun of co- collusion with the Russians. Now I'm not saying wait, that the wait, Russians wait, didn't, wait, didn't wait. elude with it. Is, yeah, he is was that on the TV. Only thing that Trump did is that the only thing that Trump. But, did? but hold on, but no, I'm just saying he was on TV every place saying he had smoking guns for evidence of collusion, not of Russian interference, of collusion. So I mean, those are the same kind of things. And then when it didn't pass, oh. I, you know, just it's forgotten about. I think they're all awful people. I think they're awful, wait, horrible, wait, wait. lying sex. How are you comparing? Shit. How are you comparing those two things? Jesus. I mean, no. I mean, it's funny. See, that's that's, was, that's what I'm was, talking about. He, he was talking. He Trump has been talking about overturning the legally cast votes of I agree with Americans. You. And the and and the Democrats and started. A, a, and Adam Schiff, a, a senator. No, I'm sorry, a, a, a political representative. That has as much power. He he wasn't the only one saying it, and and then you take in consideration, you know, the the fact. I mean, the Democrats were saying he he wasn't a legitimate president at the beginning of it. You say in the Twenty Fifth Amendment they were going to use that. So now, I mean, they're no better. They're no better. I mean, the, the Republicans took it further, but that's what happens, you know. And I, I fear that the pendulum is going to swing harder you guys' way. And you guys are going to abuse your power. Just as, well, Trump did it, so we should be able to abuse the power too. And then you know the Republicans so, will start abusing the power. Yeah. See, and, and this is and, this, this is the, this is the area where it's funny. Like you talk about like the what ifs, but I'm not talking about the what ifs. I'm talking about like no, no, no. That's it's not just the what the if, dude. Four weeks. Every, do you do you do you? Okay, you're right. But what, so what I'm saying, follow this. My point is, is that has there been any administration? in your lifetime that has not expanded the powers of the presidency. Trump obviously did yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Republicans and, and Democrats. Yeah. So that, so they both have. So I'm not expecting that trend to ne- stop next time. And you're right. Trump has pushed this very far, very far. And you, I, you, I you, the, you, you're talking about pushing, trying to steal an election. Yeah. With the consent of their party, of his party. 
that's that's a thousand times worse than anything we've seen in the last fifty years. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's fucking awful. It is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so it should be black and white. It should be really black and white. There shouldn't be any, any choice. No, I, no, I think any, I judge them on, on individual things. It's not, I don't see it as, as you know, uh, I just see this is bad and that's bad too. I'm not going to say this, oh, this makes the Democrats look great. Man, they're shiny, happy fucking people now. No, they're, they're, mean, they're, they're awful it, fucking it, people. It seems, they want to take so away anytime, shit. Anytime a libertarian talks about, like, well, Democrats and the Republicans are the same because they're both authoritarian, that's not going to make any more sense anymore. That's, that's just not going to hold any water that's a, anymore. No, that, that's just because, I mean, that's that's only your perspective. I mean, I mean that, that, again, look at the last four weeks of what's going on. What's I'm, going no, I'm, on. See, I'm not justifying. See, you're, you're, that's a straw man. You're acting like I'm, I'm condoning that. I'm just saying I don't trust the Democrats anymore. Period. And, I, don't okay, th- so I, don't, I don't think this makes them look yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, you think this makes Democrats to be any more uh, authoritarian than the Republicans fall flat on its face? Okay, maybe maybe they're not as authoritarian. Maybe 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 they're not as authoritarian, but they're bad in something yeah, else. That's a, that's a really good step. Okay, that's a, that's a good step. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. I think they're. I, th- I mean, I think they are just as authoritarian, just in different ways, though. You know, not in the not in this this kind of way, you know, but in, in plenty of other ways, they're pretty fucking bad. Yeah, I can't think of anything that that's as bad <laughs> as this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's as is bad. There, is there anything? Is there anything as bad, but maybe in a different way? Um, you know, support for the genocidal war in Yemen. That's pretty fucking bad. Wait. The- I'm just. Thought, I'm. I'm you. You asked me if I if there's anything as bad. And I, I. Yeah. I think. I think. I think their support mean, of that is awful. You mean that the same way that's continuing under Trump? Yeah. Yeah. That. That. That one. Yeah. I. You know. I said. I said Republicans and Democrats are the same on that. And I think yeah, that's probably yeah, yeah, the so, that 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 my friend is the worst humanitarian crisis on earth, and okay, the Republicans not, and Democrats not, not, are behind that. Okay, I'm not disputing that. All right. Now, well, that's, I mean, that's now, where I come from. Now, you stack that with what's happened in the last four weeks. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, honestly, I see a child flailing around and nothing's going to happen with it. You know, he, that, yeah, I mean, I mean, the Supreme Court, you know, everybody was so scared that this conservative Supreme Court was going to just bow down. They sent back a one, one sentence reply and no yeah. dissents to it. No dissents. Okay. Uh-huh. He has three people he appointed to that court. Yeah. You know, and, and they they shot his shit straight the fuck down. What is that? Like that's several times now. Okay. And and, and that that's 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 great. So I mean he, he's just he looks like a fool. Wait, so how is that so again, how are the Democrats as bad but in different ways? No, well, I'm talking about like he's just I mean he I mean I think he doesn't have a cold chance in hell of this working for him. And so I'm not terribly concerned about it. I think he just looks like a jackass. I think Ted Cruz fucking going and wanting to represent him in front of the Supreme court makes him just look like a jackass. So I'm not, I'm not scared about what they're doing. It does prove that they're awful people, but you know, like I said, when it comes to, you know, awful people, 
you know, is a, who, who's worse, a murderer or rapist? They're both awful people. I'm not going to say which one's fucking the worst of the worst. You know what I mean? They're both fucking awful people. And, you know, the fact is that they fucking, they, they are totally for bombing the hell out of other countries. Uh, so the, the party, the party that tried to take away your vote is like literally like tried really hard to take away your vote is, is definitely the same as the Democrats. Last, last I checked, Democrats and Republicans try to keep me off the ballot every place. Wait, no, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about trying to keep you. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that is that is that is election that is election meddling. Voter, voter suppression is more like a Republican thing, but like I'm talking about like legally cast <laughs> votes of millions of people in the United States. Yeah, and it's going to fail, and it's going to fail. It's going to fail, and it and it's okay, and it's so, going to fail. So how again? Again, how are the how are the how is the GOP the same as the Democrats? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, we're we're going to have to just uh, agree to disagree on that because I I don't think, especially as a party, no. You know, if some, if if there was a Democrat who came out and said things that I could agree with, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, I told you I agree with a lot of the stuff Toolsy said. You know, when it came to war and, you know, exactly the issues that are important to me are, are, are those issues of war. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the things that really bother me, you know, uh, that we cause these humanitarian disasters all over the earth. And I, I think I think in that sense that they are no more redeemable than Trump in that sense. Anybody that votes for that stuff is, is, is no more redeemable to me than Trump. It's one of the things I actually like about Bernie is he's against all those wars. He would not have hired somebody from Raytheon. And yeah, I think that's an admirable party, stance. And Tari Party tries to nullify people's will. And, and that's, that's like but he's not going to do it. And, and he, he's, he's not going to have it happen because... So, so, it's, so it's okay? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean has, well, I mean, he has, has the has right Trump. to try. But I mean, you know, if he, if he wants to no, look like a jackass, wait, he has wait, no, wait. the right to try. He... he he has the right to try to get recounts. He has the right to try to make sure that the votes work out legally. He doesn't have the right to try to invalidate millions of people's votes, which is and yeah, and, that, and that, that's and it's, and, and it's and it's going to get struck down. Right now, now because he he was totally incompetent. Checks and, and balances. Work. No, no, no. But he had he been had Trump has been more competent. Had his lawyers been more competent, competent enough not to have a news conference in the parking lot. Uh, four seasons of landscaping between a, a, a chemotorium <laughs> and a porn shop. Had he been more competent than <laughs> being such an idiot, I mean, it's very, very likely that we wouldn't be talking about like this guy that tried that tried and failed. We would be talking about this guy tried. He was backed up by his party. Uh-huh. He was sneaky and weaselly enough to get this done, and now he's going to be the president of the states for another four years. Overturning yeah. millions of legally castles. And I mean, I I think just the fact that a Supreme Court that is that full of Republicans looked at this and said no way goes to show you exactly how stupid his his chance was. And I don't think any lawyer could have made it happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it was uh, uh, had no merit. I mean, Reason Magazine but, had a great yeah, article about it exactly because. Texas, Texas's whole point is, is that it, it affected them because of, of, of like Pennsylvania law and Pennsylvania, yeah. Pennsylvania law or something like that. Only, it only affects them 
if it affects Pennsylvania, they're the only one that can deal with it. Texas isn't legally able to deal with that effect of what Pennsylvania law is. So Texas right. has no no grounds to stand on. And there's like three other reasons too. So it wasn't just one reason. They got shot down for multiple fucking reasons. Yeah, it's flood. It, it was flood. It yeah, was, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, desperate. No, yeah, nobody, yeah, he, nobody, he's nobody, desperate. Nobody, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's arguing that it was yeah. a flawed. Just a, just the very the very very fact that he signed on to this idea, and that yeah. not only Texas signed on to this idea, but several like fifteen age attorney generals from across the United States signed on to this idea. Almost yeah. half of the Republican uh, Congress people signed on to this idea. Dude, like, yeah. what the fuck? This, the, the GOP is showing you that they don't care about who you vote for and how you voted. I, somebody entire, was saying something. Uh, now, the, what I'm going to use is this as an example. It's not the, it's not the uh, obviously not as important an issue, but the same thing happened with Clinton. He was going to be, you know, uh, he, he kept saying that he wanted to clean up the Internet. And say he wanted to get porn, you know, high, different restrictions on porn or something like that. And uh, you know, he wanted to say he was cleaning up the internet, but they, they weren't going to add these laws to the internet to, to to regulate porn on the internet in a way. So he knew that wasn't going to happen. So he could take this stance and say, "Oh, I'm for cleaning it up," when he knew it wasn't going to happen. And that way, he could appeal to a certain part of uh, people that he was trying to appeal to. Yeah. So that, that's what that's all they're doing. They're trying to virtue signal, and that and it's awful. It's fucking terrible. Like I said, the Freedom Caucus. You know, any of those people who 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 think of themselves as liberty leaning, small government Republicans, they're in that group. Are just they're so full of shit. They're full of shit. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. So yeah. we agree yeah, on that. Then. Huh? Yeah. All the, right. The, the GP is shit and. Man, Democrats at the very, very least have never, in the last fifty years, have stood to that level. <laughs> All right, so uh, should we uh, should we end that topic there and come back? There you go. That's a, yeah, that's a good thing. All right, sounds good. All right, we'll be right back. Take it. Hi, this is Sean Osborne, and I would like to share something with you. One of the key principles of libertarianism is volunteerism and charity. So I decided to make an album of songs that each song would represent a different charity, and all the royalties would go to those individual charities. My song, It's Time, goes towards the Sea Shepherds. Much Braver Than I benefits the Fallen Firefighter Foundation. Over there benefits the Wounded Warriors Project. And Linda Hand benefits Children's Hospital. I thought this is a great way for people to give to a charity without spending a dime. The more you listen, the more you give. So please, take time wherever you listen to music and listen to Four Others Volume 1 and share it with others. Thank you. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. We're going to talk uh, surges, lockdowns, and uh, 
Anything else that we missed coronavirus earlier? Yeah. So, surge um, on a surge, heading towards winter. <laughs> the surge, on, the surge on surge on surge. Yeah. That's where we're at. We need that, man. We need that. The Inland Empire is fucked up. Orange County is about to collapse. LA County is feeling the pressure. Things are tough, dude. Things are really tough. See, it seems like they, uh, I don't know. It seems like uh, they need to have more medical facilities open. Uh, and that should take care of some of this stuff. Like, I wonder why they can't open up more, like, uh, say, like MASH units. You know why they can't do something like that tent style. You know if they're if they're having problems with it, it seems like there there ought to be some pretty easy fixes for something. You know, like we can cut some corners and make shit happen. That would be nice. You know, cut out some of that red tape, make some stuff happen, make people who are sick better. That would be nice. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that I think that's happening. Like uh, the convention center. That's been used to house. Yeah, uh, yeah, and also we had like a, like even Cedar Sinai was setting up tents in the parking lot to have patients. Yeah, I know in in, uh, in Riverside, different hospitals are using storage areas to actually have patients. And the, I think in Orange County they're requesting the hospitals to close down or to postpone any elective surgery for the time being. <laughs> Yeah, because, yeah, they need yeah. man, that's some heavy so, shit. Because people with cancer don't necessarily have time. No, no, no. Elective, elective surgeries, elective surgeries. Oh, like elective. You, like, like, yeah, like if you if, if you need your Botox redo, you know, you, you know. <laughs> your bottom lip doesn't match your top lip anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So what what do you feel about uh I saw you saw that poll recently about uh uh the Gallup poll that said Americans mental health is the worst it's ever been since they started uh started uh doing that poll. Did you see that? Like uh no, and I it's due to lockdowns. Yeah. I think it was thirty three it was down to thirty three percent think they're okay. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. by and large, people looked at it as the as the as the lockdowns causing it. Yeah. And uh, like, I know, I know, because you you think the lockdowns are okay. Uh, what do you great. think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, because. Uh, I've read three studies, one from Oxford, one from Tel Aviv uh, University, and another one from, I forgot the other one, uh, but said that, that there's, there's no evidence that, like, say, outdoor dining is, is dangerous. And they think actually getting rid of it causes people to do more risky things, like go to somebody's house to eat or do something indoors someplace because they don't have an outdoor public place that they could go. As a matter of fact, the... Uh, uh, I think it was the California Health and Human Services per, uh, guy. I forgot his name. Uh, he said that there's no real evidence that eating outdoors uh, is more risky than than anything else. And they said that basically mm-hmm. it was more of uh, uh, reasoning that they were trying to just 
get people to stay home as opposed mm-hmm. to going out. And so, the, so they're not doing it for the most genuine ideas. You know what I mean? They're, they're saying uh, it's more dangerous, but it's not, it's not because it's more dangerous. And especially when a lot of businesses went through, a, jumped through a lot of hoops, you know, to, to restructure their business model and put money into it to be able to eat outside, you know, to, to be able to do those things. Uh, it seems a little hypocritical for them to shut them down when there's no evidence that it is causing surges, especially in smaller restaurants. Well, the, the first thing I can think of is that um, we have to adapt to new information as it comes in. So they're, like, still, they're still not um, giving it, though. That's the point. Well, as of today, well, they still the, have no new evidence saying that. Right. Or, or the opposite. There isn't any evidence that, that shows that it is absolutely or, or, or sufficiently safe to eat outdoors. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, you're talking about, like, is it risky? Well, my question is, is it safe? So if there are studies that show like, yes, eating outdoors is whatever to whatever level of safety, then, then, then yeah, let's do it. It makes a lot of sense. Like an overwhelm, and like if the WHO said tomorrow, like, yes, outdoor eating based on this study that are in over a thousand restaurants, yes, it's fine. Then I would say that it makes sense to do that. Um, but in the absence of- You remember the, the WHO food, said it wasn't good to wear masks at first too, didn't they say that? Right, right. And so, I mean, that, that, that's, that, that, see, that's where that fallacy comes in of just appealing to authority. I do what I, th- I do because I think it's safe. No, you, you know how science works, you ha- especially with something new. You have to adapt to changing facts, right? Like at the very, very beginning, I remember this, you remember this, in, in March, and in March, in Asia, uh, the Asian countries were saying, mask up, everybody mask up. And in the U.S., the CDC was saying, well, we're not sure yet. Yeah, and then now everybody's saying mask. Uh-huh. Everybody's saying. and in in the U.S. we should all be wearing N95 masks. So we because we have an idiotic uh, federal leadership or lack of leadership, we're we're resorting to cloth mask face covering when we all should be given N95 masks. Okay, <laughs> well we'll we'll deal with what we have, and we'll do the best we can. So, I mean, we have to adapt to the possibility that eating outdoors may not be as safe as not eating outdoors at all. It may have a level of risk that may be acceptable for some people, but may be sufficiently high that there are the part there are organizations who are responsible and tasked with being able to give countries uh, sufficient guidelines or, or strong enough guidelines because they're backed up by science, studies and research to be able to say to be able to rely on these organizations. And if they're not saying that then I mean, who are you gonna trust if if not the WHO? You know, I would listen to a multiple different people, and I'd come up with my own own decision. I mean, because, like I said, there are there are doctors who are saying that people should be able to go out and do that because if if they if that's what they want to do, it's better it's it's a hell of a lot better decision than going over to somebody's house. You know, like I I I, I would listen to a few doctors, but I would feel a lot better about listening to consensus of medical professionals. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't think like that's I don't think that's necessarily what we're getting all the time, because they don't talk. They don't. They don't ever give the the alternate uh, side of things. You know, we we get we get fed what we hear. You know, right, that, right. But I mean, like, there's no there's no there's no real to... discussion. I mean, if you think there's a discussion about this, there's not really a discussion. It's a lot of people telling each other what they think they should do. 
I mean, I think the level of um, discussion that needs to be had it happens at, at, at members of the community, of that particular community, based on uh, public health experts, epidemiologists, people in the fields that are that know how to how these things operate, and they're the ones that hopefully provide policy recommendations. And at the highest levels, like WHO and CDC, they're the ones that would be able to say like, yeah, I think this is fine versus a few individual doctors or a few individual studies that would point in an opposite direction. Huh. And especially now, like we have to adapt to, to what's going on. Like, well, I mean, that's what I mean. But, that, but that's the thing that is they're, they're not adapting. They're just mandating things without any knowledge of it. You know, they're leaving open filming and, and stuff like that where, you know, they have caterers and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. They get tested once a week or something like that. Big deal. Uh, you know, I mean, they can get sick at any point in time, as you know, uh, during the week. So they're allowing some businesses to do things and other ones not. I mean, it's not in a restaurant's best interest for their customers to start croaking. So I'm sure that I'm sure that I'm sure they're taking precautions. And if you know, oh, and, and when we went up to Sequoia, when we went up to Sequoia, uh, you know, uh, for a ride, you know, we stopped to get something to eat. And we went to one place, and there, you know, people in there weren't wearing masks, so we we turned out and left, uh, you know. And then, uh, you know, the place that we went, people had masks, and we went and got some meat, you know. Let's, let's talk, let's, I, I hear you. So let's talk about this this this, uh, this thing where that lady. I'm sure that your thing was referring to that lady that was talking about her business, how yes. she spent all this money set in her outdoor eating area, and then the city tells her not to, and then and then the same parking lot, the city had allowed uh, filming. Yes, uh, catering to open up and how how that was really unfair, right? Uh-huh. Um, she missed a lot of context in that, and I'm not defending the movie company. The movie it was actually NBC. It was actually the company who was reporting on it. They didn't report that it was their set that they that they were filming. Okay. It was, it was the, the 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 way the film industry has been allowed to continue forward with. Um, being able to do the job or to do to continue to work is that they are getting regular testing, like as a daily testing, uh-huh. and it's always the same people that are always participating in this, and they have uh, assigned people that are um, coronavirus, coronavirus safety managers, and they are making sure that every one of these people that they know that they work with that they see on a regular basis are not only paying attention to the rules that they're supposed to pertain to in when they're working. But also making sure that everybody's getting tested on a regular basis, uh-huh. and the one and they're supposed to be masked up at every point, except for even the talent or the actors when they're not wearing masks. They make sure that those around them are wearing masks or have already been tested that same day. Uh, now compare that to a restaurant where you have people that may or may not have been tested that you don't know, who may or may not be observing the rules that a city has put in place and who are not being monitored or being talked talk to when they're not following the rules that are supposed to be following. I think you could see that for yourself, and you could leave if there wasn't people doing that. I no, no, but that's it really I'm just saying. comes... It no, really what just, I'm saying is, I'm saying this lady, her, her grievance was, was right. Like, why aren't we doing more for restaurants, and we should, we should have the government pay or, or send relief, monetary relief to restaurants so they can stay close and not be, uh, go out of business. But she was, de- I, I think she was definitely uh, aiming her anger in the, in the wrong direction, unfortunately. Uh, the, the movie industry set was doing what they're supposed to be doing, to be open safely. 
And, and so was she. And without evidence, again, I bring up. I mean, with, I, I, I mean, we don't know. We don't know that there was no evidence. That, well, they, they should. And, they should. Then they, they should. They should. No, no, no. We know. I mean, a, a, a judge here in Los Angeles County, a, 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 a judge, uh, I think it was a superior court judge or something, uh, said said that there was no evidence for the for for them to shut businesses down like that because there was no no evidence mm-hmm. of it. So that that that's that's the point that if people are trying to follow the rules and they made all of these efforts. And then for the but government they, to shut them down without without any evidence, that's that's an issue. At least they could do is have it. Okay, okay. Let's, we don't have any evidence that it's not safe. That doesn't mean that it's safe or not safe, right? Uh, right? But we, but we do know, like, when you compare the Hollywood set where there's somebody, like, actually making sure that they're getting tested, somebody making sure that they're, they're, they're observing all the rules, hopefully versus uh an environment where there isn't where aren't those where those safeguards don't exist. I wish I would have had a chance to write down the list of businesses that stayed open and ones that, that were forced to close. And I think you would see the absurdity of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, yeah, I mean it, I it, it, the rules are definitely imperfect. Yeah, I agree. And any any time anytime government takes away your choice and it, it, it's wrong in that sense. You, people should be able to make their own choice. In that sense, no, that's that's absolutely. I, I think that's incorrect. Any wait, any time the government takes away your choice. Yeah, in that sense, in that sense, yeah. When it comes to this, in what? like in uh, they, they they have well, especially when when they don't have any evidence of anything. I mean, they're taking well, away so, they're taking I away mean, choices. I mean, dude, the, the 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 California Health and Human Services guy said that he felt what they're doing is is wrong and it's only going to cause things to get worse that's his and he was he was a pro lockdown guy to start off with and he said he thinks the that actually what's going to happen is it's going to cause people to do different things and their behavior is going to force them indoors and it's going to escalate the problem so i understand where you're coming from i mean you have the best of intentions but it's one of those things where the road to hell is paved with good intentions. It's it's going to cause more. No, I'm, more I'm issues. going. I'm going. I'm going back to what you were talking about, like the, the best practices and evidence-based research and evidence-based evidence-based laws and regulations. If there were studies that said like eating outdoors is absolutely fine, is like if they said like within whatever range of tolerance of risk is is that they're using. And yes, absolutely. Every every restaurant that can have outdoor seating should do it. So basically, you want some. You want them to prove that it's safe first, as opposed to as opposed to somebody as opposed to the adverse, where you want the government is just saying you have to prove to me that it's that it's okay. How can they prove that it's okay if they can't open up their business? The it's, it's well, the, the government. It would be it would be the government's place to say that it's not safe and show evidence right, exactly. of why. Exactly. Exactly. Look, they the, showed nothing. Like, the, the the choice between having a restaurant being open outdoors and not having it be open and and waiting for let's say let's say who's going to get sick. Should we open this restaurant on the and let people eat outside and get sick, or should we just close them to be steaks? I mean, you can't keep anybody from just getting sick. I mean, it's not it's not a mass spreader. It's not like there. It's not like a an NBA game or something like that. You know, there's small so, restaurants. Not it's not mass, but I it's, mean, it's the public gathering of people 
strangers meeting up in without masks. And 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 again, there's no evidence that it's caused any any surge. Indoor stuff from Thanksgiving seems to be where the surge is coming from. Yeah, I mean, one of them. I mean, that's that's what we're seeing now. But we also, again, like, if it can be proven to be safe, then absolutely, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you got a bat. You got a bat. That's not the way government works. You don't have to prove that it's safe. They have to prove. The they have. They have the to. Pr- they have to prove that it's not safe before they can do anything. I mean, they just shut people down without any proof. I mean, that's their own words. That's the judge said that there's no proof or no evidence for what they've done. That's the judge's ruling. As long as we can prove it scientifically, one way or the other. They got to stay open for it to prove it. I mean, that, so the option is like, let's let. Same, the same thing. It's like the same thing at curfews. Curfews do and the same some thing. Some people die. Curfew, curfews do the same thing. I mean, they just force people into into smaller time frames that they have to do things. Like you can't go camping. Is there any reason why you couldn't go camping? If 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 we can again prove that curfews cause an outbreak, curfews are stupid. Well, I mean, but we need evidence to back that up. To back up that statement. Well, the disease doesn't spread more more at night. I'm a nocturnal person. I would rather go do something at night. If I could go to the store at night, I would go to the store at night. There'd be less fucking people there. That seems smart not to, not to close things down because it forces more people. When you close restaurants down, people just, if, they if, go to someplace we else. Can, we need evidence to back that up. No, we need evidence to, to, to back up the lockdowns. That's the way it should be. You can't do something. Right. Okay, I'll I'll agree with that. In the in the meantime, we have to do the best we can um, to be safe. And and a good way to do that, and a good way to do that is lead by example, and don't be hypocrites, and don't don't uh, pick winners and losers, because people will fight back. And you know, I think the the leadership's been so pissed poor. You know, I I just I, I mean, that's why we're having the problems. I mean, and I'm not just talking about Trump's leadership. Every place is fucking terrible. People don't lead by example. It's terrible. Muy terrible. I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, there's a lot of places that are, that are like in the world that are doing quite well. I, I'm not. I'm not concerned about that. I'm concerned about us. And then you should be worried about the GOP and the conservatives and all the people that were talking about <laughs> the masks not being a good alternative. Yeah. All the people that were talking about lockdowns, <laughs> right? All, all the people that were saying like masks make me uncomfortable. I don't want to wear a mask, and I shouldn't have to. Wear I, I like I said, I, I don't I don't mind that they don't. I'm just not going where they're going, and I would rather them have a place. I have no problem with somebody not wearing a mask. So. I just, I'm not, I, I'm not going to be around them. But so a person not wearing a mask in public or in, a, in people in places where other people are. That's why they should have their own place. But if, if a person chooses to not wear a mask in a place where they're supposed to be wearing masks. Well, I mean, if, it, especially if it's a, if it's a, if it's a public place, I mean, uh, you know, like a business, I mean, the business could say, no, you, you can't come in here with, without it. And the people. And the people that are choosing not to wear those masks despite these rules and, and regulations. They should, they should be kicked out. 
uh, because they're not they're not being considerate of others, and they're being ignorant of common science. Now, let's face it; nobody's being considerate of anybody. Nobody, no, nobody's being considerate of people. Everybody, everybody's being all fucked up about shit. <laughs> so, so the the, the 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 people that are rogue closing. If you, I'm sorry. If you if you think closing places down without evidence isn't being fucked up about something, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it is. It's they close them down. They, even government <laughs> officials are saying they shouldn't have done it. Well, you're talking about the one official. <laughs> sorry, my battery about died. Say what? Oh, it's okay. You're saying that one official said that the rigging closed down. No, and, and and a judge shot it down and said that there wasn't evidence oh, of it. So oh, I mean, right, I mean, there, right, there's two, multiple people two. saying this stuff. Two. That's that's two that I read today. And keep in mind, it, it uh, that's how our our court system works. Is says that, you know, if they if a judge says there's no evidence, show him the evidence. And they didn't come up right. with any evidence, right. so that's right. actually the court saying. I mean, I'll, I'll agree that we do need more evidence to show that these restaurants can yeah. be safe. Otherwise, it's just stay closed. Yeah, I mean, it's piss poor leadership. If you're saying something, then back it up. You know, if you can't back it up, shut the fuck up, man. You know, they these people fucking saying that they're going to close this shit down, and then they don't, then they don't show any evidence of it. Fuck that. And then they want people I mean, to believe them. But that, that, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, we need to have more evidence to show that these places can be open safely before they can be open safely. And in the meantime, we should have the government provide general relief to these businesses so we don't have to shut down. I feel like we have to go rogue and open up. Nah, man. You're, 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 I mean, your whole thing's backwards. It, it should be... If, if, there's a, if there's a problem, then we fix that problem. We don't just close everybody do down. We don't just close 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 down everybody's business and say, "Oh, you guys can't stay open." If we find out somebody's got wait, a problem, then we close that one down and fix it, and then they can open up again. Wait, so the I mean, the main concern is that these businesses not being open causes them to essentially shut down permanently, right? Yeah, a lot of them we have. Wouldn't have to, yeah, yeah, we, and we wouldn't. Have you to did, you did you saw Dry River Dry River program. Brewing shut down the other day? They had they sold their last beer. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that, but and because they would they would have benefited from having a federal level or state level program where they could receive money to be able to be able to pay their employees, be able to pay their rent, be able to still be able to uh, remain functioning. I'm glad you mentioned that because the the California uh, unemployment thing got taken for two billion dollars just this year in in fraud. Over over COVID stuff. Yeah, and, and the and the federal government also sent uh, relief uh, payment checks to like people that weren't even in the U.S. Yeah, like, people that weren't even American. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and so there, there's going to be there is going to be fraud, but if we had a federal level program to be able to keep businesses like Bradley Brewing open, maybe like that ladies' restaurant to keep it let's say viable, even though she wasn't open. Then we wouldn't have these, these battles or these fights about like I need to keep my restaurant open during the pandemic. I don't know. I guess we'll have to. This will be one of those times we'll just have to drink our beer and disagree. <laughs> but I think we're going to have to wind it up there, Fern. My uh, my ba- my battery's about to die there. So, do you have anything you want to close on? Um, just uh, everybody keep washing your hands. Stay six feet away where you got them at. 
and, and love each other. Indeed. Love. <laughs> so we will see you on the next episode of a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs>